everyone, and welcome back to the Maiden Vault podcast and a Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And welcome back. This week we are in our third episode and we are discussing Cat 2. Yeah, Cat 2. Catlin 2, a Game of Thrones. This was a wild ride. It really was. I don't know how you feel about it, but there's a lot to discuss. Let I me just, so. I'm going to just go down this breakdown. So if you guys are reading along or if you haven't read it, Summary breakdown goes a little something like this. So Ned Cat, they're talking together in her room after doing what, you know, grown folks do in bedrooms at nighttime uh, after the King's Feast, because the King is now up here and, and he's doing his thing. Um, they talk about Robert's proposal to have Ned replace him as the hand of the King after John Aaron's death. Maester Lewin at some point then interrupts with a knock on the door and he says that he has received a message meant only for Cat's eyes. Um, Cat reads the scroll sent to her by her sister Lysa and immediately throws it into the fire. She tells Ned and Lewin that Lysa believes that the Lannisters murdered John Aaron and that the king's life is in danger. After arguing about that, about how to best handle the decision, uh, Ned agrees to take the offer just so he can go and figure things out. And he will be taking Arya, Sansa, and Bram with him south to avoid suspicion while Kat remains in the north to help Rob run everything in his stead. So yeah, would you like to to start anywhere i know we start that was a lot i mean we're starting at the start it's the beginning of this chapter Uh and we're back to cat reminiscing about river run yep and like i thought hey this is opening up and hey we're gonna get another reflection of a period of time and a space where she thinks about river run Uh uh-huh but this is very different (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i mean it opens up with cat thinking about how warm her room well how warm i guess winterfell is in general Mm -hmm. in comparison to the outside because winter's not definitely there but the north is the first to get hit with the cold obviously um and she's just thinking about the hot pools that run underneath the the castle and and how it heats up the whole house but how her room in particular is like super warm by the way can we talk about the fact that they have separate rooms? I know you brought it up before, but like, it's, it's, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense that they would not have one room. It's a huge house. They when you are say separate rooms. What do you mean? I mean, her chambers are her chambers. Ned was there for a purpose. And then after his purpose is finished, he goes back to his room so he could sleep. You, you think they don't sleep together? No, they don't sleep together, man. Like, it said, it, it kept saying, like, her bed, her room. I thought that that Ned doesn't like, like a, it, like because it's like too way, hot. That was like a way for her to take ownership, right? No, man, that's no, her that room. I mean, it's ownership. It's her room. It's her room. I mean, that makes a lot more sense. The more that I think about how this chapter opens up, uh-huh. and she's thinking about River Run, and she's yeah. thinking about how warm the place is, and how it was so immaculately, yeah, you know, constructed. Yeah, um, and it's just like, all right, cool, and then. And then Ned gets up because he's finished. <laughs> I think the line was literally like, and then Ned finished. So like she said, yeah, after they were finished or something like so that. So Ned is over there just I mean, he tried to get his nut like burning you know. the midnight oil. <laughs> and she's really thinking about her time at River Run, her time with her sister and her brother, Lysa. Yeah, and she did name them. Yeah. She she reminisces specifically about them yeah. in that space and like how she likes her space being warm. Uh-huh. So everything but kind of the task at hand. This is like task at hand. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's so it's it's the exact opposite of how weirded out I was feeling last week. Yeah, yeah. 
were like, oh man, this could be yeah, like it's a different. I'm weird for a different reason, and it's mostly like on her behalf, on Cat's on behalf. Cat's behalf. Okay. Yeah. Why like, is that? Because I don't think that she was enthused oh, by the performance. This. I mean, like she has her own room for a reason, and yeah. She probably was not happy with that. I didn't even think about it like that. I mean, I knew that it was a really quick, like, dive into it. But the way you're, like, I didn't even think that, like, this was her thinking about it while they were having sex. And then... No, she had disassociated. (laughs) She went went to her favorite place, which is River Run. So wait, you don't think she enjoys... So you don't think she enjoys sex with him? I mean, she talks about during the chapter the countless times that they had done this. Um, she she openly refers to her her aching loins, and okay, but just, okay. So as a woman, I'm just gonna say that it when she said it was a good ache, like yeah, that happens. But like that's the thing. Like I do, I think that Ned is very methodical. Probably so. He's I don't think he's putting out no kind of. Is he counting the amount of pumps? <laughs> is he a count pumper? Does he go thirty two? Okay, no, I don't think he is. Jackhammer definitely, but like not. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, All don't, right. I don't think I don't think I don't I don't think that it's not so, so much necessarily that she wasn't enthused about this. But no, but now it you're was, making a point like that is actually really good to think about, like the fact that like he came. They have separate bedrooms because, I mean, I just and I imagine rich people in general. That's just the way couples stay sane is to have separate yeah. rooms and wings and whatever. Um, But yeah, he came there to do. I mean, it's. Like, they're supposed to be, like, when you're married, specifically in this world, in this time, sex is just a part of what it is that you're expected to do so that you can keep producing more kids. The thing that I don't get, though, and 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 I'm going to get to this, and there's something else I really want to get to that's so small and minute, but because we're talking about just, like, the reasoning behind them having two, two rooms and, like, what sex means to them in their relationship. Like, mm-hmm. is it a loving thing? Do I think that, again, I think there's affection. I just, again, anyway... The quote goes, uh, it had been three years since Rickon. She was not too old. She could give him another son because she was, I should have probably paused after I was done that quote. Um, but no, she was thinking about after Ned had got up and then he went to the window. By the way, this is my pet peeve. The fact that he was just like, yo, I'm done. I'm hot. Because he hates how hot it is in her room. He don't ask her to open a window. He's just like, I'm going over to open this window. Like, just like balls out. And like... <laughs> <laughs> she's like, all right, well, I guess the best I can do is just cover myself. And she's talking about how like she still feels him upon her and all that stuff. And she was just saying how she hopes that like she gets pregnant after this encounter. And I don't know. I had, what did you think about her saying that? About her utility as a woman? Yeah, because that ties into what you were saying before with her not really being present in the moment. If Because it was so abrupt. I hadn't thought about it like that, but you did bring up a really good point where perhaps while they were in the act, she was thinking about all that other stuff. Yeah, maybe a while ago, a long time ago, maybe like 12 years ago, she might have been really excited about the idea mm-hmm. of like marital relations yeah. with, with Ned. I yeah. mean, real talk, before then it was Brandon. Oh, And well. that's a very different thing. We're, I mean, we're going to get around uh-huh. to that because that's, that's another big part of this, yeah. this chapter. I yeah. think the thing that strikes through this entire chapter... Uh-huh. And it's the thing that, you know, we both kept coming back to yeah. was the fact that these two people, 
I think, have such poor communication. They do. With one another. That's the biggest theme in this whole entire just, chapter. It makes it it makes it wild when you when you look at the context of of kind of what's in the chapter okay. anyway. Um, and kind of the way that she starts treating things, even from jump. So yeah. it's like, hey, we started River Run. I'm here and but I'm that, thinking about that. But like her specifically thinking about, well, hey, I'm not so old that I can't give this man one more son, specifically son, son specifically son, a son yeah. specifically. Yeah, that like she can still have use to him before like. So do you think that that's what it's about? Like, do you think that it is like this coupling? is only about like do you think that it is something like okay well we're doing this because we have to keep making children and she's just like well i guess i have to do this or is this something where it's just like the party was lit drinks was flowing she was looking cute he was looking good and they were just like yo we're married we're gonna go upstairs and we won't make it happen no because she straight up says like watching him stand over by the window the dude looks small and, and very vulnerable i think a lot of it is mm. is her her kind of pity towards him you ask me in my gut, I don't think she loves him. She loves those kids. Huh. She has come to care for him. Yeah. She has come to love him. She's yeah, yeah. not in love with him. Like, well, yeah, I don't think so fire, either, to be honest. I don't think is there yeah. at all. I, don't think I mean, so. for real, for real, if, you're, if someone's on top of you and you're thinking about the groceries yeah. and, and your old home, it's not, one, it's not great, but two, you're probably not really if you don't want to be present for that, what else in that yeah. relationship are yeah. you not interested in being present for? And then immediately go into, yeah. hey, well, maybe I'll give this dude a son. Yeah. And I'm just, just like, you done had five kids, five kids in 14 years. That, I mean, it don't sound like, like when you put it that way, like a lot, but that's, you already got enough kids. He has more than enough heirs to secure the entire North for a while. One would think, but, um, and I'm not saying here's, and that's why I, I go to ask, like, is it love? Because like, maybe she's just like, hey, I want to, this man that I'm in love with, I want to, you know, give him another child because that signifies our joining and our, and our love and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, is this something that, again, another thing that she's just expected to do? And then she brings up her age and mm -hmm. she's just like, well, I'm not too old yet. And it's just like, well, is she starting to think of those things? Like of herself is like, like, does she think of herself as only her childbearing years? Like, is she only valuable for as long and as much as she can give Ned Stark children? Probably. I mean, she was brought up, her and her sister both believing in in the value of themselves mm -hmm. as, as kind of pieces on the board. Like yeah. their currency and their value is only as 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 good as as the errors that they can produce. Like imagine yeah. if Kat couldn't have children or they didn't have yeah. as many imagine if they only had one boy or one girl or mm -hmm. only girls mm -hmm. um it, it makes it a much different value proposition yeah. for and that would make sense that would make like, sense which and that's when i can i can i should i should i how can she i doesn't ask that she but she just say, says hey i'm kid. hoping that we will she said i hope do that. it quickens and i hope it's a boy. it's a boy and that's the thing too they have more boys than girls she wants another one so do you think that that's something then that her and Ned discuss? Like, is that something that Ned's like, because he don't seem the type to be just like, and I mean, you know, for all my like criticisms of him, of him, he doesn't seem the type to be like, hey, I need more boys. You're not doing your job. You're not pulling your weight. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Being nice. I also don't think Ned talks a lot. I feel like- That's what not, I mean. Like, I don't think he I talks mean, about it at that's all. That's the kind of dude who communicates and grunts. <laughs> it's like, hey, Ned, how are you doing? <laughs> okay, well, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> how was the beheading? <laughs> Like, okay, dude, 
I guess I'll see you tonight. You may. <laughs> like, all right. He's the kind of person that you send a paragraph text to and they send a one, a one word response. Word response. <laughs> well, because he's mad. Like, you know, he's not, again, he doesn't know how. Are we going to call it stoic? Is he stoic? He is stoic and he's shy. He's shy. He's not What shy. do they call him? The quiet wolf? Mm. Like when, 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 when Mira, this is later y'all, sorry if y'all ain't got to this, but like, there's a whole story about this tourney and Mira's dad, who is, what is his name? Helen Reed. Yeah. And then he is telling the story of how he went down there and met all the star kids who at the time were next generation. So him and his, his two brothers and his sister, and he gave them all names. And I think Ned was the quiet wolf. Be the quiet wolf. Cause that's like, you know, that's his whole bag. It's just like, he don't like confrontation. Mm. I don't believe that. I believe he loves confrontation with certain people. There are some people that he will never confront. There are some people that he has absolutely no problem confronting. Hmm. We'll, we'll move through the chapter because hmm. I feel like the, the coitus happens. Yes, of course. And Ned's standing in the window looking at the sentries, balls out. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, hey, actually, I, I'm about to tell a lie. I was about to be like, hey, he asked her if it was okay, good for her. But he doesn't. He does not ask about her feelings. I mean, whatsoever. that's what I'm saying. So, like, he's brooding. Also, also, now this makes me think. Okay, because you have to imagine that this happened right after that party. Ned had to be a little tipped, right? Like, I mean, like, they had a good time, right? Mm-hmm. And again, when we discuss his chapters at some point, because we've chosen him as our guide to yeah. review, right? Okay. So, when we discuss his chapters, we'll get into it. A little more, even though I think that chapter is from like John's point of view. So I don't even think that that's going to be something we talk about. But like there had to have been some merriment going on. There was. Or was he just sad the whole time? Because No, because he was hanging out with with his best friend, Bobby. But Bobby was too busy thotting, though. Yeah, but he had he was standing around and his friends like, ah, have another drink, Ned. And yeah, he does because that's what his friend wants. And, you know, he felt like, hey, tonight's a good night. Mm -hmm. I want to come. To your room, cat, and <laughs> come bother you. Oh, yeah, she's reading a book. <laughs> he was just was like, she talking about taking a bath? Like, I don't know. She, she probably was, was getting ready she, for bed. She was getting ready for bed. And he's like, <laughs> there, I put the guards at the door. You know what time it is. Yo, that was wild. Yo, they really had, they to had to have to stand outside. They got to have guards the whole time, every time. Every time. Every time. Man, and then they can't talk about it. They definitely can't. Damn. You think like that happens with like Secret Service? I literally just had the thought like, yo, has the Secret Service heard Obama and Michelle have sex? Ew, ew. Is that too much? I don't want to think about the other options. So that's the only one that I'm willing to (laughs) even fathom in my head but yes there's probably a person i'm saying Ill, but like i mean you know they like, do you whatever think about it because oh I yeah it's like, like parents parents yeah so that, that's the weird yeah. part but like no they smashed sasha malia did just happen happen so yeah. yeah no but they they've heard it yeah yeah they weren't the first presidents that i mean ever. maybe those rooms are so big that the door is far away from the bed that you don't no, hear no. <laughs> sorry i'm think they have to know i'm just thinking about like winterfell well those sentries the room could be huge he oh was, yeah, the echo. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's nothing but cavernous halls, and those dudes are right next to that door. Jeez. Yeah, they stood there, yep, and waited because they were immediately quick to answer once we started well, to the well, next section. So, well, first he's the at the rest window. Of this is their conversation though? Yeah, so they're coming. Mean, it starts where, like you know, like you said, he goes to the window. He's he's sad, and he's just like, "Yo, I don't want to go. I ain't gonna do it." And she's just like, "But you have to." And he's just like, but you're not understanding me. Like, I really don't, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell Robert no. And she's just like, no, like, you can't, Yeah, you can't say no to him. He's the whole king. He doesn't understand and that's the just like, of it. Yeah. Like, well, that's just my best friend. 
and she straight up says, no, you used to know him. Yeah. It's not the same dude you grew up with. Like, yeah. you were fostered together. Yeah. And that's aces. Yeah. But for real, for real, he is a king now. Mm-hmm. And the king has a very different, like, he has different concepts. Yep. That, that he adheres to the yep. same way that, like, there are things that you yourself. Yep. Cat's <laughs> like, my lord. <laughs> Yeah, she did. She called him my lord. She, did. she didn't she even hit him with a Ned. Like she, she was just like, Ned, listen to because that's when she had to put bass in her voice. She was just like, listen, you're not listening. You're not understanding what I'm saying. And I love that she pushed back at him because he was really, really. And I get it. Again, he's really thrown down by like you know his his his. I'm gonna call him his dad because he basically raised. Him. And I don't want to disrespect mm-hmm. Ricard Stark. No, no, I'm not disrespecting not. him, but like John Aaron was that was his dad, his heart. So like he was just like real. He's torn up. Then Robert comes, basically upends his whole dang on life for like two weeks, and then he's just like telling him what time it is, and he's just like you're gonna do this thing, and then he's just like, well, oh yeah, by the way, on top of that, your 11 year old daughter is gonna marry my 12 year old son, and it's all gonna be gravy. We're gonna be family, and that's like I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. And he's just like, I also don't want. And he's telling Kat this. He's just like, yo, like he really want our daughter to marry Joffrey, Joffrey. And she's just like, okay, cool. Like, you don't like Joffrey right now, but he's the prince. Yeah. So, like, she's going to be the queen. Um, so Kat, yeah. Kat is seeing it from a, a different perspective. Yeah, Once she again, is. she's relating this back to a woman's currency, uh-huh. which is her ability to have children yep. and have... And have, move up. You know, move up through the through the ranks yeah. by, by being married off. Yep. Like, her expectation was never that she was going to hold on to Sansa and it's just it's just so wild to yeah. me that I was expecting the the flip from the other end where Ned would be more uh pushing for, toward yeah he would be like, more oh, like oh, no, oh yeah this do this so much yeah. Sense. yeah 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 and she's like no I don't you have to understand like this is great this is great for us for us and this is great for yeah. Sansa yeah so and let me get, let me hit with some like just direct quotes where Ned goes. I mean, because they're again, they're back and forth and he's getting mad. He's mad bitter. She's like pissed off. She's like starting to get like, you know, yo, you're not listening to me. She's just like everything you just said. This is a great opportunity, basically, for Sansa. Um, and Ned is just like, well, Sansa's only 11. And she hits back with, and I was only 12 when my father promised me to your brother, Brandon, which starts a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, uh, I mean, the biggest problem there is we now start seeing the division that exists there between the two of them. No communication. That communication lacking so heavily that they're just like certain trigger words for, for both, both of them. Yes. Yeah, trigger words for Do both you of think them. she knows that though? Like, does she bring that up when they have arguments? Yes, because this isn't the first time that they've talked about it. Because obviously at some point, and I don't think she was being bitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. It's just like they've had this discussion before about like, hey, what would happen with our children? Like, it's like the same pie in the sky thing you do when you think about like, hey, what would the future look like? Yeah. The difference being like, hey, we our children can move around in this world based on the things that we can give them yeah. by being in a position of power. Like we're yeah. in a position of power so we can kind of hold the eggs in whatever basket we want yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of dole them out as, as necessary. But like when things get like up against the wall, mm-hmm. Kat always knows that she can just start talking about Brandon. Do you think always? Every single time. I, you're very, very hard on yeah, this. I don't because, think it's like that because I don't even I, think she has enough agency in that relationship to do that. I, I definitely do. Because every time it seems like he's he's getting in one of his ways or or he's going to be more more uh, verbally aggressive, uh-huh. she's just like, I'm shutting this down, Brandon. 
did you know did you remember like i would like to think that i really would i would like to think that i don't think it's a it's a bitter or petty thing not bitter or petty i just know how she feels about like like here's my thing do i think she's brought it up before this definitely yeah i don't think she brings up every argument happens but like there are probably some arguments that like it slips out very heated and it definitely slips out because they've never talked about it no and he's never talked about the fact that like like we're going to be together and then the war happens yeah and it wasn't never really i mean he talks about it a little here but i don't think they ever had a sit-down conversation where it was just like hey with him also let me give some background for anybody who does not know what we are talking about at all because we didn't do that. Um, so basically, Kat was supposed to marry his brother, Brandon. I may or may not have brought this up in previous episodes. Um, but Brandon was killed by the Mad King Ares 2. By the way, also, call back to last week. I called him Ares 1 by mistake. He is definitely Ares 2. I knew that, but it was just a slip of the tongue, y'all. Sorry. Um, anyway, after Brandon and... Rickard Stark, who was their father, were murdered uh, by King Ares II. Ned then became the Lord of Winterfell because he was the next in line to inherit that. Mm-hmm. In turn, he also married Kat because that was just a part of the alliance when Hasatoli agreed to join the cause to fight on their side in the war. And basically, they got married. They were together one night. He left the next day to go to war. She ended up pregnant with Rob, their oldest child. And more to come on that because I have a lot to say about what happened after that. But back to what we're talking about with Brandon, I think that she never talks to him about her feelings about it. I don't know if she has the room to. I don't know if there's space for her to. I know he definitely doesn't talk about his feelings about it because what do you say? What do you say? Like, I what think that they say? just kind of pretend like it's like a thing. I don't ever think that they ever had a thing because it's like Ned whole demeanor changed. He was just like, oh, Brandon wow, Brandon, oh, we're going to talk about this? Yeah, him. And then he starts going this whole thing about how, well, I wasn't ever supposed to have this and this wasn't ever supposed to be mine and this was meant for Brandon and, oh, if Brandon was here, it would be better. And she's just like, calm down. I think he he very much so resents the fact that this has fallen on his shoulders. Now, he, of course. He's he's like, I, I don't have, I, I've never really wanted this. And unfortunately, due to circumstances outside of his control, yes. he's now thrust into a he position is, he is. where he's stuck. And it would have been much mm-hmm. easier because it seems like, hey, Brandon would have had a better handle on this. Yes. You know, my father was was good at governance. Yes. And and I don't have a have a kind of mind yes. for doing so. Yes. Um and then he's just kind of left in the lurch because mm-hmm. now he's stuck mm-hmm. with with Brandon, the ghost of his brother, yeah. hanging in the air. Yeah. And no real way to combat that because what do you do? He he would never disparage. Never. He loved his brother. He loved his brother. Yeah. But it's like also is cat is cat wrong? Is cat wrong for what? Bringing him up. It's a little petty. I'm not mad at her. It's a little petty though. Like in that very moment, like you literally just got done sleeping with your husband, who is the man you're just now bringing up. Mm-hmm. That's his brother that you know you were supposed to be married to him. It's a little petty, but. Again, I think this is the result, and I've said this before. I think I said this the last time we talked about Cat. We are dealing with a bunch of young adults who are in their early to mid-30s that had some really crazy trauma happen to them when they were in their teens. And because of the world that they live in, none of them were able to move through that emotionally. They're all stuck. They are all just stilted kids. Yeah. And again, like I said with Ned, I'm not, I'm, and here's the thing, I'm not even mad at him for being angry. It's just that he is expected, and we'll get to this later because I I, I want to really touch on something because there's a quote that like pulls it out perfectly. But he does not allow himself 
to let any of this stuff out because he was never taught to. And it's not expected. It's expected, actually, that he does the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely, you know, take with that what you will. But I just thought that was interesting because, I mean, the moment that they get really heightened and she's not feeling what he has to say, she she could have just said, I was 12. Yeah. And then she no, was just, That's why there's the dot, dot, dot. And I get and it. She she probably caught herself. And again, I'm not mad because that's how she's feeling too because her whole life she was told that she was going to marry this one dude and then she married this other dude. And like in the span of a year or two, her whole entire, like the whole expectation for everything that she had ever wanted or was told to want or was told that she was to expect changed. It and sure the same thing happened for him. I understand that. But I just feel like I feel a little more sympathy for her because she was the displaced one. Like Ned still, even though, again, really bad things happened to him, his whole entire family, he lost everyone except Benjamin. He was thrust into this position he really didn't want to go to. He was a young boy. I mean, Ned was maybe 17, 18, fighting a war, killing people, doing all kinds of stuff that you have to do when you go to war with people for his friend, for his honor, for his, then also, and it's a thing, you got to think about the fact that when we talk about Robert's Rebellion, we talk about the fact that Ned is doing this for his friend. But it all started because his brother was going there to find their sister. So all this is very personal for him. Yes, Robert was like, I'm going to take this, da, da, da. And really, I have whole, I want to talk, like, when we specifically get into Ned stuff, I would like to talk about John Aaron a little bit more because mm-hmm. I have my own personal feelings about him. But that whole campaign was not accidental, in my opinion. But anyway... Ned is doing this for his family as well, because then it it got personal when they killed his dad and his brother. So for him, it's just like, yeah, I do want to help my friend because I care about his cause. But for for him, it's just like, this is a personal thing and I got to take care of this. But I also got to marry this girl. And then I also got a son now and another son, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, But the point I was trying to get to, he had all these traumas, but he still was able to go back to a place that he knew was familiar with and belonged. Kat did not. She did not get that. She then, after all this, all these decisions were made for her, and now she has this new baby. She has to then go to a play, a new place, a place that's not her her own, a place that's not her culture, a place that is not particularly welcoming for her at first, and she has to stay there for the rest of her days. So that's food for thought. Um so they're kind of moving through this. And unless there's something else you wanted to say, like we have a, a guest. Oh yeah, the knock of the door. That's what I wanted to go to. So, so it's 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 time to introduce another person. Why are you saying it like that? Because I don't I don't like him. I'm just saying, like, I mean, do you want to talk about Lewin now? So yeah, okay, after they're done that, then Lewin comes in. So Yep, he sure does. Okay, talk about it. You have something on your tongue. I feel like this is gonna be like last week with Illyrio. You just <laughs> you wanna say something. You got something to say. I mean All I have to say is that the first thing that Kat says when he comes in like the first thing she don't even talk about like the what he does what his actual job is to do she starts just going in on his outfit and i thought that was the funniest thing she was just like well his his hair is tacky his robes is ruddy like he got too many damn pockets it looked like he run a freaking convenience store out of his robe and it's too much and it was just too much for her at that very moment the window was open she was it cold was, she was, she was, she was irritated and yeah. here come this man with all these pockets and it was just too much. Yeah, because because Ned really was like, yo, I put my uh, do not disturb on. Don't bother <laughs> me. And they're like, yo, Lewin is insisting that he comes in. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, yes, he's <laughs> already here. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he was coming in regardless. He was coming in regardless of whatever they had said. <laughs> and just comes in and is like, all right, cool. Here's, here's act two. 
Maester Lewin, Electra Boogaloo. He's <laughs> pulling scrolls out of his many pockets, and he's 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 ready to kind of just go in on on this wild news that that he's received. Talk um, about the way he he gives. He goes on a tangent first. Yeah, because he really is just so <laughs> enthralled with this gift that he gets. So he's like, hey, I went to sleep. <laughs> like, so it's important. So I was asleep. And my assistant, which that's wild. I didn't know Maesters had a sister. Did he have an assistant? Yeah, he said, yeah, my, my assistant didn't hear or see anyone. So. Oh, yeah, because it was just a box. Yeah, so there was a box there, and he opens it up. And he's like, "Oh, and it's just—it's like an ornate box, ornate box, and this beautiful mirrorish lens." And I'm like, "We really have to go into the the craft craftsmanship, dude." Um, the exact quote was the lens crafters of mirror. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, "This sounds like a store in a it mall." Really does. It, it, it sounds like an ad from like the early early or mid eighty. <laughs> Come come to the mirror lens crafters. The lens crafters of beer. We'll make sure that you have the, the proper spectacles for your viewing glasses. And yeah. So he's he's going in about how awesome his box is, and Ned's like And know, the lens. Um, did you really come here to talk about a box? He's like, No, no, oh my lord, no. It's like, oh cool. Well, you done wasted five of my my minutes. <laughs> what else? He's like, Yeah, no, but like something compelled me to take apart this box. So I did. And I'm like, what compelled you to take the box apart? That's what I want to know. Just mysteriously. He's like, yo, there must be more to this. Like other than the wonderful gift that you just received. Okay. But like, you know, though, actually I shouldn't say it like that because Kat goes in and she's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Lenses are, are meant <laughs> for seeing. And I'm like, this is some real Scooby. That's stuff. what I'm saying. Like they really went in for like 10 minutes. I have to imagine just talking about how dope this lens is and how happy they are mm-hmm. that they received this lens as a gift. But then Kat, being the empath that she is... is but like, Ned hey. was mad! Oh, Ned was super mad. Said he, he had like, so little patience for this. Because he was mad because Kat was like, yo, close the window. And he hates closing the window. Oh, he does. He, he really despises any time that he finishes. And he's not allowed <laughs> to just stand in front of the window. Because I imagine that's his I mean, movie. he had a cool off, man! He rolls off. He goes in in like Superman poses in front of the window and just air dries it. And then is like, all right, cool. I'll see you later, cat. And then goes to his chamber, which is presumably in another tower, hopefully for her. So she can wash herself clean of him. That is um, rude. I don't think Ned's a dirty dude. I kind of. I don't do. think Ned is as bad as his best friend. Oh, definitely not. He, that poor woman. Robert mm. Baratheon probably has bed bugs. He probably invented Oh my bedbugs. God, he does. He does. There are a lot of dirty dudes, but I'm pretty sure he's one of them <laughs> that has bedbugs or whatever the Westerosi, you know. I need to look up if there are bedbugs. You need to look up if bedbugs in Westeros. And where they originated from. Uh, the line be like, they came from the Summer Isles. Anyway. It was it was just really funny that they kept going in and she's like, oh no, well, you know, lenses are used to reveal the truth. And it's like, yes. And then just like in any Zelda game, it was highlighted in yellow. Yeah. So you know that, oh, this is important. It's That's like, what I wanted to know. So I took the box apart and inside I found a note. And Ned was immediately like, well, dog, hurry up and give me my pause, note. Pause, pause, before we get to the note, because that is important. Mm-hmm. I am still on this box. Do you think, because I know you do not have a great love for the Maces, do you think that there was any kind of persuasion or like any kind of knowledge on Lewin's part 
of what Lysa Pete was doing. No, actually, in this one instance. And so you think he was just I genuinely curious? He was genuinely surprised and curious. And he was like, hey, it's my job to look beneath the, the beneath the beneath. And okay. I have to look for facts where sometimes they don't exist. Okay. Um, you know, it, but that the, was just weird. Why would you take the box of art? I mean, I guess the, because it's just like, who would send me yeah, this thing? This is mad weird. That's a part of like the okay. nature's training and, and they're supposed to think. Like observant. And be more observant of those things. So outside it, the box. think outside the box. So I don't like that. But, <laughs> um, so getting to the note. So I get he, to the note. He's like, hey, I have this note. And he reaches into, you know, his bodega store. His bodega. And he pulls out this scroll and ned's like yo hand me my note and Lewin's like i'm sorry sir this actually isn't addressed to you and it would be illegal for me to hand you this note because it's actually for cat cat's like what cat said hand it here go ahead her and hand me that paper <laughs> and you know she sees How? she sees okay. the seal because you know it's the it's, it's the, the aaron the, seal the aaron aaron seal yeah and she's like oh rips it open before she does that though oh yeah that's right she, she goes, goes to like she says there's grief in this message ned i can feel it yeah so she already knew that this was not going to be something happy no she already knew that this was a mess she took it upon herself to do so anyway ned is by this point foaming at the mouth with anticipation he, yeah, needs, he to needs to know why he could not be the one to open his- but here's my thing though i'm not gonna hold you she gets to open his mail all the time yeah but like specifically, how many times I guess, are letters specifically addressed to Cat that she can go? Not a lot. My mail. Not a lot. So not this is lot. this is like a small victory. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's hey, I don't feel good about this. And once again, leading back to all of the things that Ned for being such a superstitious, uh huh, like being brought up as a superstitious individual, yeah, having pushed that away, yeah, and her being just very hey, I feel this. She has a feeling. And I feel this energy and. Yeah. I told you last week about those dire wolves and I still don't feel good about it. And I tell you probably every other day at this point yeah. about the, 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 um, what do you call it? The stag that yeah. had been, the that stag that got murdered. like impaled by yeah, the, yeah. the, or no, the, the stag that the impaled stag the wolf. That impaled the wolf. Yeah. It's like, Hey, this is not good, but I'm gonna read this letter. Uh huh. And, and upon opening the letter knows it's from Lysa immediately because it's, in whatever their secret sister language was. I which thought I think is that so cool. was the cutest thing. Like the fact that she was just like me and Lysa as kids made up a language. We were dope. That was our thing. And she wrote it in this. And I just, yeah, I thought that was mad cute. And I also like, again, it's just really bringing home for me that as kids, at least for Kat, they were very close. They seemed to be very close. And she, you know, what also is funny. And I'm going to take this, take this or leave it, whatever. I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. She talks about Lysa of her siblings the most. She mentioned Edmure for the first time this time. She don't never mention Creepy Pete. No. Never. I feel like she likes to block that part of her childhood out. She don't even remember. She's just like, I'm not even worried about him. Who? Oh, he stayed at our house for a day. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Um, I and I think that's Brandon interesting. Him up. Ooh, that's yeah, a wild one. That's a wild one. But wait, wait. So actually, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm not doing a service to this section of the story because they actually spend a good amount of time yeah. talking about like Kat one being in the nude in this in this chapter. Yeah. Specifically like how she was very cold and she was kind of bundled up. Uh-huh. But once the letter came and she was very aware of what was happening, she gets up and Ned calls out and you know Lewin looks away because he's like, Oh, let me be, you know, yeah, because she got and, up and as soon like, as Lewin oh said the letter. Gosh, um, 
what are you doing, mm-hmm. Catelyn? Calls her Catelyn when it's serious. And she's like, this dude has delivered all of my babies. I do not care. Hand me that letter. Basically. And start and goes over and sets a fire because she's tired of being cold because yep. of her husband. Has he closed the window at this point? No, 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 he did close the window. Okay. And he put on a robe. Okay. Um, and she's like, all right, cool. Let me read this letter. So she's going through it and she's still trying to piece it together. And she's like, oh, let me, I'm still thinking about it. And Ned rushes over. Rushes and over. grabs her. No, no, before that, while she's trying to decipher it, mm-hmm. she said, oh, we used to have a secret language. And he's like, well, can you read it? Well, she's I, just like, I just obviously, I literally just told you it's in the secret language. Clearly. I can it's read like, it. No, just give I me a second. Read our secret language. Give Ned. me a second. Maybe you can. But yeah, he he's he's just getting he's so agitated. Goes over and he grabs her. He has this wild look in his eyes and he's like, Well, before he grabbed her, she throws the letter into the fire. Like yeah, that's right. with the quickness. Yeah, so she straight reads it and it's like, all right, cool, boom. We can't keep this any longer. Yeah, and she's just like, she, she didn't even say, she's just like, listen, move. And that because that's why she gets up out of bed. Yeah, and, she and she's just like, I'm throwing away. And then she's just like, All right, give me my robe. Now we can talk. And he's like, well, yo, yo, I'm freaking out. You better tell me what's going on. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. And he, she's just like, yo, can you please chill out? And he's like gripping her arm mad hard. And she's just like, why are you doing this? Like, why? What is going on? Um, and it, I mean, it said Catelyn stif- stiffened in his grasp. And part of me thinks, I don't think he's as bad as his friend. I don't think he's even a fraction of his friend. But I do think that Ned tends to grab people up when he get yeah, mad. Let's pretend he doesn't. And have violent tendencies because this ain't the first time. Violent, I that's still violence, yeah. It's violence, grab someone un, unwillingly in, in a yeah, way, unwarranted, that, yeah. like they say that it straight up leaves marks, red marks on her arms. Yeah, I don't, that's not the kind of hey, if I grip you and I'm like, hey, I need to hold you close or hold you tight, is a very different thing than grabbing an individual and doing that. So, no, you're right. I just I just was like, you know, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, because like you said, there's an actual quote where it says Ned released his hold on her arm. There were deep red marks like after she finished speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like he definitely was gripping her up. And I don't want to say that it was not because of the news that he had just gotten. And we can get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. I understand that it was something very hard for him to hear and that he was really excited and that he was really into his in his feelings at that moment. And people tend to do things and lash out and, and, they do. and do things. And I'm not saying that, again, like I'm saying, I'm not saying he punched her in the face. He didn't. He gripped her up very hard, which was not good in my opinion or your opinion. Um, I just feel like him getting real pissy because he wasn't getting the information fast enough. Because that's what I think it was. I think she took the time to read it. She took the time to go throw it in the fire. She took the time to then wait, sit on it a little bit herself while she's putting her robe on. He was just like not having it. Yeah, so I don't know how you feel about that, but I I still feel the same as when I was reading the <laughs> chapter. I don't like it. It's just another one of those feathers in the cap of Ned's not so different from his best friend. Like there are differences, but I don't think it's so different. But we'll leave it at that for now. I'm going to agree and disagree. I don't like think I said, this is bad. Yeah, I don't want it to be like a oh yeah. man. Well, he also destroys babies and his you know no. father children all across. The realm, yeah. like it's not the same, but I don't want to discount. But you don't want to her trauma. Yeah, like that's not fair to just discredit. Of course, of course. The because he's not as bad as moment because because he's not as bad. Okay. But that doesn't equate to well, 
that's not bad. Like okay. those things are not equal to me. I completely and, agree. And in this case, I really, I, I feel for Kat because she's like, hey, my sister just sent me this message and she feels like she's in danger. Like what Kat's getting mm-hmm. is we're in danger. Yeah. And, you know, I, Ned could have waited one more minute. He was so fine by the window. And now, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about this letter? You want to talk about what's in it? Yeah, we should definitely talk about the contents. Okay. Um, So she opens it. She reads her little secret twin language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lysa has basically wrote saying, hey, this is the reason why I fled to the veil. The Lannisters. Trademark. Trademark. Because it's always the Lannisters. Why isn't it? You know what I mean? It's Who always else the could Lannisters. it be? Who else could it be? Um, and then she has a little appendage to that. So she she appends on the end of that, specifically the queen. And I'm imagining that it was in all caps. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Because I have feelings. This is women talking to women about other women. So what is that? Yeah, it's just, it's so weird because we start off some of this chapter with Ned's misgivings about Joffrey, but like he doesn't even, he doesn't go into it. He's just like, yeah, but Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his mumble. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now it's, oh man, well, hey, guess what? That dude that you said was basically your, your dad. Yeah has he hasn't died he's been murdered mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. who murdered him the people that you really don't like the lannisters did it like all the lannisters stood around all of the lannisters were stabbing him caesar style man just uh just do it <laughs> and um it's just it's it's wild and then you know what maybe and I'm, i guess i'm coming did she mention on... the poison <sighs> Man, I can't remember. I, I I'm, really I cannot recall. That sucks. I think she just said I think he's the been killed. Is he's been killed. He's been killed. And it was done by the Lannisters. Like, and and in that, that should have given everyone pause yeah. because it's just like how how could Lysa have have known? How could she have known specifically mm-hmm. that the Lannisters were the ones that did? Like, hey, I guess what I'm I have this feeling in my yeah. heart, just like the same as Cat. She could be like, hey, I feel like there's this ill omen. Something's bad. Yeah, bad is about to happen. Yeah. But this is just very much so like, oh, you know, you know what? Those Lannisters, they they killed my husband, which for real, for real, we don't have to get into it. But Lysa did not feel bad about that dude being dead. I don't. I mean, we missed- know that, but I'm no. just saying like her presenting this to Kat, my whole thing is like, like, yeah, we know that she wants people to not look mm-hmm. at her. Definitely. We know that. But it's, it, how easy is it just to say smokescreen? The Lannisters. The Lannisters, but then specifically Cersei. And then specifically Cersei. Which, why? How and why? Why? Like, like I, that's why my thing. Care? Like, And I get it. Like, again, they leading us up. I mean, the Lannisters are the bad guys. And I'm doing air quotes right now. They're the bad guys. And Cersei is the baddest of them, allegedly. I just don't understand, like, one, if this is her and Baelish doing this together, why did he know what John Aaron found out? Sure. Did it matter? No. Because it was it was another thing he could use. Yeah. Because that, he needs to get everybody out the way, he right? Needs, he needs to scam on everyone because guess so what? So why not say like the Kingslayer? Like I mean, nah, James right? you know, or not, not even any of them. Like just I mean, I guess because the is she she's the most prominent. She's Lannister? a big target. Not even just that, she's also the queen yeah. of the king, which is his best friend. Yeah. And that's another easy way to like foment like anger between the two of them because yeah. that that drives a wedge because yeah. now you're like hey my best friend is harboring a criminal 
in a Ned's head, or he's, he's also or in danger. He's also in danger because they, sh- yeah, I bas- they're basically yeah. like the king is in danger mm-hmm. because he's surrounded by these people. Yeah, he's surrounded by Lannisters, and you know that's not good for anyone's health. Too much I mean, salt in your diet. It's too much not spice. Good. Too, much, too spice. much salt. Too, too much, much salt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's what that turns into is yeah. is now the witch hunt doesn't have to be. I just want to know what their relationship was like, though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Whose relationship? Like Lysa, because I'm still on this. Like because I'm. This is where my mind goes. Like they all be petty at at times. So I'm just like, yo, was it just like she really had beef with Cersei personally? Because I know that Cersei doesn't really care for her. Cersei don't really like nobody. So Cersei probably, I don't know, maybe she laughed at her dress one day. I don't know. Like, I don't imagine that they had actual yeah, conversations. I'm, I'm, I'm shrugging because I, I, it's hard for me to to fathom what that could have been like and in, in, in what kind of personal vendetta she would have been yeah. holding or that grudge that he held, yeah. she held against her. Like, real talk, all this is, is Pita and... <laughs> the way that he feels and and he knows how to pull at the heartstrings uh-huh. specifically i think in in Lysa's case yeah because it's, it's, it's easier to manipulate the way that she feels and thinks about stuff than it is any other woman that he has you know immediate access to yeah so that's that's why it's real easy to just say hey i'm gonna just drop this bombshell john aaron didn't die he was murdered uh-huh. John Aaron was murdered yeah. by the lannisters yep and it was the queen yeah and that's the, and you can just go from that yeah. because the rest of it is just a murder she wrote episode. Yeah. It's yeah. here are the facts and we're going to try to dispel like what things weren't yeah. real in and that. They, they played but they don't it have perfectly. Time, they don't have time to think about it. Also, for real, for real, Kat throws that letter yeah. into the fire. So now there's absolutely zero proof. Would that, anybody have been able to decipher it anyway? I mean, it's just another thing that points back to the rashness of decision making that happens right after this, like immediately after she throws it in the fire and we're like, thought. here it comes. What? Kat does not know Lysa the way she thinks she knows Lysa, but Lysa seems to know her a lot better. Definitely. Like and, she knew that she would react this way. Mm-hmm. And, and and Peter had more than an inkling, I think. Yeah, yeah. To know because which like, is weird because he specifically has not seen her for years and he doesn't need to because he he can get everything that he needs from the way that the interactions with Lysa have gone okay. and how she's been she because she probably talks up her sister and the way she feels hmm. about her very privately to him yeah but very specifically to him and for real it's funny because of the direct analog that I draw here yeah ends up being Peter sees the 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 wildness. For mm-hmm. the two of them, where in Cat really thinks she knows Lysa, yeah, is the same way Ned thinks he knows Robert. Of and course, they are different people they on are. both ends. They're they are. they're very different people, and they don't know them. They don't know they the, don't. They don't know the adults they don't. that they that they've become. So now we're kind of stuck in this spot where everyone is frantic. Maester Lewin is still standing here, <laughs> like, um, what are we going to do? And, and Ned is nuts. Ned is like he is he is so beside himself. And this is at the point where Kat goes, listen, now more than ever, you have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You have to go. You have to take this job. Yep. You have to do this. Yeah, can't, can't deny that offer now. Ned, direct quote goes, the only truths I know are here. The South is a nest of adders I would do better to avoid. And I felt that, and I felt like that was the first time I felt like I really agree with you, Ned Stark. I think you should stay home too. Yeah, he was going into the unknown and it wouldn't have been fair no. for him to go knowing what he knows now. And hey, credit where credit is due. He heard what his wife had to say. Yeah. And he didn't argue it. He believes it. And he says, yo, 
this is wild. I can't, I can't, I can't go and I can't leave you because it's not safe. And, you know, like you're saying, cat goes, you have to go. You have to do it. We have no choice because this is kind of the, this is the world we live in. Yeah. And if it'd be cool in any other circumstance, but like your best friend is the king. Yeah. And you can't not go. You can. It would be so suspicious. Also more suspicious now. Mm-hmm. And I have another direct quote that is exactly what you're talking about, where Kat says, or it's obviously it's all Kat, um, but anyway, direct quote, Catelyn's heart went out to him, but she knew she could not take him in her arms just then. First, the victory must be won for her children's sake. So I don't know. That is a lot to unpack because she's like, I get it. You're sad and all, but like, we got to still do this. And like, maybe you shouldn't be upset right now. Cause like, Oh, well, like, and it's, it's weird. And I do want to get into that. Maybe we can get into this now. Just like you were saying before, they're, they're, they're just their communication based on what their society has taught them. Emotional output should be for a man and what it should be for a woman Mm -hmm. and what's important for both of them. Like she's worried about, and this is, I think reading this, I still was just like, she's just saying, you know, for her children's sake, she at this point is not thinking about Lysa. No. And Robin. Not at all. Like, she has to secure her family. Yeah. Right now. And, yeah, I just, part of me still kind of feels like she's still trying to secure the come up. Maybe? Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, she has to live by her prescribed gender role. And in this world, it's telling her, make sure that your girls are safe. Girls, kids, all that stuff. And that's the thing I think I was coming around to, too, is just the fact that, um... She's still pressuring him to go and she has the leverage kind of, it seems, in this scene to do so because now he's distraught, he's upset and he's like kind of worried. And I think he does kind of look to her for some kind of like reassurance, but she's unable to give it to him. But she's not making any cases for keeping the kids no. home yet. Mm-mm. And then so he's, you know, she's she's still trying to talk to him. And then what, is, what, what does he say? Yeah, Ned straight up is just like, the others take you. Oh, he cussed them Cause out. Because he's, he's, at this point, Lewin is figuring out the strategic places where he can agree with either Ned or Cat. Yeah. Because it's just, that's what the sneaky maesters do. They mm-hmm. just use their positions in these very private moments. Like in no other case should someone be privy to information like this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Maester Lewin is there. It's like, yeah, you know, Cat's right. You probably have to go. And he's so angry. And Ned is just so upset. He's like, the others take you. And that's wild, coming from Ned, who, one, always talks about not caring about superstition. Yeah. But very specifically, is like, the others take you. So that has to be, like, a high curse. You know what that is. That's a very that's high curse. like, yo. He said, expletive deleted. Yep. Y'all can go sit on it. Yep. Mm. That's what he said. He is, he's big man. <laughs> and Kat and Lewin can't do anything but sit back and and, and just be like, mm, oh, well, he'll get it. Like, they're just both just like, that's a shame that he's like that. But so, like, they literally are the shrug emoji. Yeah, they spend a lot of this chapter kind of just sitting back and watching him move through stuff. And he goes to the window. His favorite spot. And he starts to cry. He starts to cry. Did you did you write down the line? I mean, the ex- yes, you know I did. The exact quote is, and moisture, and, sorry. And moisture glistered faintly in the corners of his eyes. He starts crying. It says glistered. Oh. I don't know why it didn't say glisten, but it said yeah. glistered. Okay. Cool yeah. Um, And that, I think, my first gut check, because I'm terrible 
was like, wow, they really made him cry and they were there laughing about it. That's petty. But then I really started thinking about it. I'm just like, yo, he really is scared right now. Like, Mm -hmm. he's scared. And it's very funny the way that this fear manifests in the two of them. Because he, as a male, as a prominent male in this country that prides people, specifically males, on like that external hardness, he doesn't have any space in this room at this very moment with this maester and this woman. And that's, I'm, I'm imagining this is his thinking. I'm not saying that obviously mm-hmm, they, they don't definitely. mean more to him. And he doesn't want to do it. So he turns his back and he's crying. At this point, Kat is sad and crying too. But like, she's not, like he's trying to hide. He's trying to hold it in because he's just like, I can't voice to these people that I'm afraid. Yep. And then on the other end, Kat is like, I don't know what to do to this crying man or for this crying man. I don't know. Because I'm also thinking about the strategy in which I have to get this all to work because he is not equipped. Ned is not equipped to deal with intrigue in any way, shape or form. He's not, he don't want it. That's not his thing. No. He had a whole speech earlier about how this is not supposed to be his thing. He Mm -hmm. hates that it's his thing. He don't want to deal with it. And she's just like, well, I'm sorry, but you have to, because if I have to deal with it, you have to deal with it. Um, And it just goes to show because she's very, she's not, and this is going to sound like I'm blaming her, but I'm not. She's not warm towards his feelings at this very moment because they've all been kind of conditioned to think that it's not, that's not something that she should do. Yeah. And also that he shouldn't need the comfort because he's a soldier and he should just work through it. Yeah. And as always, we're going to come back to the lack of communication between the two Uh of these people Uh who have never talked through their trauma Uh and he's stuck because he very vividly remembers the last time yeah. some of his family went south on a promise. Yeah. And it didn't work out. And, and he's, he's noticeably shook. Yeah. And she can't she can't embrace him Mm-mm. in this moment Mm-mm. because this is also very foreign to her yes. as a person who has been told her whole life, just like you said, I don't know what to do with a, a dude who, who cries. Yeah. What? Why are you... What? Just go south. I told you what to do already. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have to follow these rules that have been set in mm-hmm. place. These are our, our roles, and it's mm-hmm. our job to play our roles properly. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to deviate. Yep. Yeah. Also, it's survival at this point. She's just like, we don't have the time for tears. We got to keep it moving. And yeah. he's just like, I know that, but, like, I'm freaking out, and I don't know what to do. Um, but Like, yeah, and, and in that way, I think, and I think I wrote this down, I think in that way, the toxic environment of, like, the patriarchal society that they live in hurts men and women. How so? Because he can't express himself. He's not allowed to in his mind. Like he can't, he he is, he is like at a loss for words or how to even, it, I can almost imagine his voice kind of cracking when he's just like, my dad and my brother was killed, y'all. They went down there and they, they died, man. I'm not going down there. Like war flashbacks started happening. Yeah. And he, it was just like probably the first time he had broken down and just like revealed that type of stuff. Like I'm, but he can't say the words, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what men do. Even though he tells his son, which is very funny, he tells his sons that men are afraid. That's when they're brave. That's when they're, you know what I mean? But he mm-hmm. can't, he can't say, because to him, he doesn't feel brave. He doesn't feel strong. He, do, he, he doesn't, also, he doesn't understand the situation because it sounds so crazy to him. Like, why would the queen want to hurt my dad stand in? Why would, why would she want to do that? Why would they want to do these things? Yeah, so why would anybody want to murder him? He's a good person because Ned also doesn't think outside of his own moral circle. He doesn't understand. This is the thing. 
So Kat understands, and this is very important, Kat understands, and she don't know the reason. She believes Lysa, but she don't know the reason why Cersei would do anything that she would do, but she know it has something to do with survival. She knows that, like, the reason that Lysa risked herself is for the safety of her and her son. So she can only imagine, like, listen, I don't know why she did what she did, and I don't care, but I know that because she's doing whatever she has to do, yeah. I have to do whatever I have to do to protect my kids yep. because I don't know what she would do to protect hers. But Ned doesn't think like that because he doesn't have, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very interesting. I don't know. What do you think about that? It's it's just, it's so wild mm-hmm. to be sitting here and and kind of having that scene just like flash in front of you yeah. and, and listening through the way that Ned is probably working uh-huh. through this problem in his head. And it's sad because they, they keep coming at this dude. Like he's so dull. It yeah. takes him so long to figure stuff out. Yeah. And he's probably still very stuck. Okay. His, you know, PTSD is kicking in. Okay. And he, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's- that the answer that should be apparent to him is not, it's and not. it's not coming fast enough. Yeah. So these decisions, it, it probably feels like are being made very quickly mm-hmm. for him and not by him. Where, like, you know, like you said, this world, he has so much more agency. Yeah. He could do so much more. But in this space, he feels very small yeah. and vulnerable. Yeah. It's something Kat says very early in the chapter when yeah. she's thinking about him yeah. standing at the window. And, and in this case, she's seeing that vulnerability, yeah. Yeah. but can't engage with it. It's like, do not touch. Don't this touch. is lava. And so he's... Until he's, again. until he's ready because he he it takes him a second but he he, he comes back clicks back yeah yeah and he's just like all right so this is what's gonna happen you're gonna stay here so which then she starts really crying and yeah. she's just like what wait she's that's not, not happy I- she's like oh he's gonna make hard decisions but that's okay because none of this will affect the things that i'm doing and he's like all right cool here's the facts yeah and he's like you're gonna stay here i'm gonna go i'm gonna tell robert that i'm gonna take this job i'm gonna take sansa i'm gonna take Arya. And I'm going to take Bran while you stay here with Rob and baby Rickon. So this is what she says, direct quote, before we get into her being shocked that this is being split up like this. She Mm -hmm. says, Sansa would shine in the South, Catelyn thought to herself. And the gods knew that Arya needed refinement. Reluctantly, she let go of them in her heart, but not Bran. Never Bran. So just hearing that, I, one, the fact that she was so... She didn't she didn't even fathom that he would tell her that she had to stay because she didn't want to be separated. Mm-hmm. She then immediately thinks, OK, where well, they're going to send the girls, which she kind of already knew before because she made a point to say, well, I was 12 when I was betrothed. But I don't know if she was I don't know if she was thinking of it in terms of, OK, Sansa's betrothed. That means she has to leave me now. And we talked a little bit about this off mic where. In her mind, because what happened to her, yes, she was young, but she never, she wasn't sent to the North when she was betrothed at 12. No, she stayed at River Run. She stayed at River Run until she was ready to get married. Like, Brandon came down and was going to marry I me. Mean, she must have been about 16 at that point. They were going to get married. He was going to ride up. But then the news of Liana came and he was like, well, I'm going to be back, but I'm going to go get my sister first. And that never came to pass until she married Ned. And then she married Ned a month later or whenever within that year and even then because of the war she still had not left her home so this is her feeling a bit of grief for her little girls being taken from her so soon but 
immediately being like, all right, well, I kind of already already knew yeah. that always that this that was way. coming. Yeah, this was coming. I so didn't. What do you think it about- shouldn't have been today. Yeah, but it was it was coming, yeah. and she has to you know grapple uh-huh. with the idea that well, my girls, yeah, my girls that I love mm-hmm. are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. She goes right into well, Sansa will probably be all right. Yeah, because she's my little assistant. She's going to be fine. Yeah. Arya is rough around the edges, mm-hmm. but maybe being at court with other ladies will make this cool. She's cool with it because she had to be cool with it. And yeah. her sister had to be cool with it. And her mother and her mother's mother mm-hmm. and every other woman in this world yeah. who was highborn yeah. had to be cool yeah. with because that was it. Yeah. You're going to get old enough and I'm going to marry you to someone to secure titles and lands. Yeah. And for her, it's calling back to the beginning of the chapter where she's like, hey, well, she's going to marry Joffrey. She'll probably be the queen yeah congrats she's still she's like you know like which to me would be scary as a parent because she now does she she suspects these people are murderers but she's still willing to let her daughter marry into that family yeah because lands and titles that's that's still beaten like that's that's the main thing hey guess what you're gonna get this prize yeah and and that's the thing that ends up winning out in the end but that's why i think she makes the hard case perceived Baratheon heritage is more important than the Lannister? 100%. Okay. Yes, definitely. But it's why she gets so so pissy about Bran. She's like, that That actually don't track. Why would you take Bran? Yeah. Like, it's the idea that, like, her daughters were always never going to be, like, you know what I mean? They were always going to be part of somebody else's family sooner than later. Rob is the oldest, so... So he's going to He's going to be her boss one day. Yep. You know, <laughs> maybe. If yeah. she outlives Ned. Um, and Bran being the third born, and she's like holding on to this idea of Bran. And that, I think, I I remember writing notes about this being like, well, one, she don't bring up Rickon. Rickon's too young. I feel like she just won't bring up Rickon anyway. Yeah, but like, won't she miss him? Too? I mean, I guess because she'd be with, she, she'd be with him. I guess she'd be with yeah. him. And I guess that also makes sense as to why she would want another kid, because like, then she would, not that she knew this was going to happen, but... um. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I really think that it's so sad that she has to think of the girls in such a detached way. And I don't think, because I think one of my biggest pet peeves with people when they talk about Kat is they talk about her mother, like her as a mother, and it, as if she's a bad mother. When I just feel like she's a product for her society and her time, like I don't, I don't doubt that she loves. Sansa or Arya at all like even with like I was just kind of like oh yeah she's like oh yeah God knows that Arya needs some refinement and it's just like of course she's gonna think that because she's raised in a way where it's just like well I have to be a certain way if I'm going to be a good enough wife and what's the best that Arya can be in this world somebody's wife so she wants to make sure that her little girl is safe and like that she's gonna be able to survive in the world in which she lives I'm not saying it's good for her personality wise clearly we know that Arya is not about that life mm-hmm. but for Kat she's thinking of it well I want her to be okay and I want her be, to be accepted because to be accepted is to be is to survive yeah. and thrive you know what I mean like she's like Sansa will be okay no matter where she goes and also yeah I mean it sucks that they feel the way that they feel about the Lannisters on the one hand but also like Sansa becoming queen one day will give her a level of freedom maybe it would that she thinks yeah. which is She's it's always interesting because a lot of female point of views i think we go through this they they tend to think that to be queen means well you are the woman above and you are the one that stands out and we know as we get, you know what i mean as we get further in that's not the case um yeah um do you have 
for that note, because I know that this the that particular part of the conversation leads on into something else, which is another big topic. If you want to hit that too. Oh yeah, this is the biggest topic. The 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 bomb done dropped in yeah. the room. They're already you know saying their goodbyes and everything like that. They're coming to grips with the fact that they have to split the family up. And and Lewin's on the side, and he starts to whisper, and he's like, "But John Snow though, but John Snow though." And Cat's like, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And there's like, oh, shit. Damn. I thought I was going to get away with it. And they're hugging because they're they're crying together at this point, which is kind of cute or whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> it's sad, but I'm just saying it's nice. Yeah, that, no, no, you know. no. It, it definitely is. Direct quote. Catelyn tensed at the mention of the name. Ned felt the anger in her and pulled away. And so this is where I think this this theme of communication comes to a boiling head. Is that even the, is that is I would that say boiling point, boiling point, and then cool. to a head. Make up new stuff. I'm making up new stuff. I'm trying to be cool, y'all. Anyways, yeah, the John Snow topic has has been discussed so very little that it is literally ruining lives on a daily basis in that house. I don't even know where to begin. Would you like to start? I mean, start with the start with the. It's just the idea that like she then. As soon as he mentions the name, because this is her POV, she starts to think. And she starts to think about the history of Jon Snow and how he came to be in her life. Yeah. And it's just the idea that she starts talking about when she was a young girl being trained, much like she's thinking of for her daughters right now. It was taught to her, probably by some septas. Who knows? I'd like to know, actually, that, hey, it is to be expected that your husband will probably have other women they will probably have children with those women. And that's just what men need to do because men need to have women all the time. And there's there's nothing that you, because it's, it's when she talks about a man's needs and how he was welcome to women whenever he needed. And like the urges that, that men have that, by the way, women are not allowed to have, women are not allowed to have side pieces. Y'all women like Lysen creepy Pete, that's no dice, but Robert, Ned, all them, they can have side johns out the woodwork. They don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not, there's no and equity there. She's just supposed to be accepting of that. Um, what she made her peace with. I would imagine her as a little girl was just like, wait, what? That's stupid. What? Wait, like, are you hey, joking? Well, it's cool because I'll never have to look at it. Yeah. And that's, that is so you made a perfect, 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 perfect point. Kat's problem with Jon Snow. Is not that he exists. It's not that Ned cheated on her. It's not that Ned had a kid while he cheated on her, which I don't even like using the word cheating, but I guess it's infidelity. But it's weird. Can we call it infidelity or cheating if it's expected that men will do this? It's expected, but it, I, I think the real problem is up to this point, you're, you're given this very specific image of mm-hmm. Ned and kind of the way that he thinks about everything and specifically his mm-hmm. honor and the way that he's honorable. Mm-hmm. and. But he's never said anything about that. No, definitely. But like that goes very counter to that. And I think. Is it counter because of our modern viewpoints of what honor is? I mean, it's it's counter because he he says as much. Does he? Yeah. Okay. He does. He does. So, all right, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, again, she's thinking about Jon Snow. And so, again, I lost my train of thought. Basically. Her issue with him is not that he's there. Her issue with him is that Ned brought him home. So for a little background, she starts thinking about when she met Ned after she was supposed to marry him. We talked about this a little earlier. 
she meets this guy on her wedding day. He's taking her his brother's place. They're getting married. They have the whole feast. They have the whole ceremony. They have the wedding night. He leaves the next day. She got pregnant from their first encounter. He's gone for a very long time. I mean, long enough for her to have a baby and for the baby to be a couple months old. Mm-hmm. So a year or so. Um, she's not worried about anything but her baby. She don't even know this dude. She knew this dude for one day. She knows she has this baby that she loves, Rob, and that's all. She then, once the war is over, is summoned to Winterfell, which last time we talked about this, I was like, oh, maybe when the war was done, he went to go pick her up and they had a little family journey home. Nope. No, it sounds like uh, he was already at Winterfell by the time she got there and there was this other baby, this baby Jon Snow. And this baby Jon Snow, he's claiming as his bastard son. And Kat at first is like kind of, I mean, clearly like it's disrespectful to her. Yeah, she feels she's like- very thrown off by this. Yeah, she's just like, what? Like he's just openly doing this? Like that's crazy. Um, but it isn't until the household starts to gossip and start making, you know, allusions to where this kid could have come from. And the name of Shara Dane is passed around a lot. Um, and so, you know, when she starts putting a name because she wants to know. So she's like, hey, listen, dude, can you please tell me about this girl, Shara? Like, is it is that is that the kid's mom? Like, can you tell me something about him, where he's coming from, why this is happening? What's going on? What is so important about this kid that you decided to bring him into the house and recognize him publicly as your kid? What's going on? His reaction was to... Don't you ever... Don't you ever... Yeah, he got mad. He I think that got was the most mad. Yeah. He... This would be another one of those times where I believe that he gripped her up. Because he yep. loves to grip her up. And was like, you can never say that ever again. The implication being that if you say it again, I'll kill you. But I don't come on. Cool dog. I, she ain't never ask again. She didn't. I think he scared her. I he's, definitely think. I mean, it said that it was the only time that he really frightened her. Yep. Um, I don't know if I believe that, but I also don't believe that he would. He wouldn't have said, "Hey, I'm going to kill you." Too bad we don't find out. <laughs> I. I I'm just trying to go off of his personality. No, I, like, I, I just don't think he would. But I think he did enough he, he to just be like, listen, angry. you knew here, man. This is my house. And that's the thing. I think that since that day, I think that's kind of really what solidified her feel like a stranger in that mm-hmm. house because he was just very. And from that day on, he's been very resistant to talk to her about this. Yeah. If he had talked to her about that, I mean, people have said this a million and a thousand times. You know what I mean? Like he could have avoided the whole entire plot of the series could have been avoided. If Maybe he if he would have just opened his mouth to her, at least. And I get it. So like I said, she comes home. She asked this question. His reaction was extra. It was a little much. I understand that he did not know her at that point. He did not feel like he knew her. He did not trust her with basically the that, that secret was very weighted. It was very weighted. He did not trust her. That's cool. At but that at point. No point. No, that's what I'm, I agree. Yeah. At no, I mean, after your third kid, your fourth kid, after, I mean, by this point, specifically, even I could have given it to him at this very moment. He could have told Lewin, yo, I need you to wait outside. I need you to wait outside and I need to talk to you because Lewin's like, well, what are we going to do about him? Ned already knows from the gate he cannot leave her there with him. And that also surprised me because there was a direct quote because they're going back and forth and they're talking about all this stuff. And Kat thinks Ned would do the boy no kindness by leaving him here at Winterfell. And I just like, well, hold the hold hold up. What does that mean? The same thing that it meant when he said, never ask me again. Because like, 
I like I did cap, but like, what do you mean? Like, what is she gonna do to him? Because at this point, I have to imagine because I'm not giving any evidence to the contrary. I have to imagine that she has not she has not like physically abused him. No. Or or even a call to him. I kind of feel like she just ignores him and she's just real big mad when he walks in a room. Yeah, it's like people are in a room and John starts talking. He's like, hey, everyone. Hey, mom. And Kat's like, oh, I heard a wind. She don't never. He don't never there call was a her mom. Chill. Oh, he did it once. Maybe he probably called her mom once. He called her mom once. And that and that did not go he was well. He wasn't given dinner for like two moons. Oh, he's Harry Potter now? Oh, yeah. No, he lives underneath the cover. <laughs> <laughs> see mm-mm, mm-mm. that part because he wasn't like that's why he was so big mad when he went up to the castle black and they didn't have okay. stuff for him i no, think he right. was he was living okay and that's what made her upset because ned basically treated him equally to rob and she she was like yeah, not nah, with it he shouldn't be equal to rob no he shouldn't be if, if you're presenting her, him as a bastard yeah then there's no way that yeah. he should be living under our roof this the same way that our true born yeah. children yeah. like my true born son yeah who will own this someday. Which is yeah. not good because, again, and I'm trying to not look at this from a modern standpoint. From a modern standpoint, that's no bueno. Like, a kid is a kid. You're going to take the kid in yeah. and you're going to, you know and what I'm saying? Again, and again, rules. it was still forced upon her, though. Even even in that instance, like, if you're not going to tell me no information and you're not going to tell me where this kid came from and you're not telling me if his mom can also take care of him or if she has family that can take care of him, it's very, very difficult. Um, then... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You don't have to apologize because it's the but best But you know part. where this is going. Yeah, this is the best part. Then, because he's like, yo, I can't throw him out in the street and you have to take care of him because he's my kid. She's like, well, you can take him with you. And that's just like, what? No, I can't bring him to the Capitol. He's a bastard cat. That's crazy. Yeah, that's impossible that's, for me that's to do. That's disrespectful to Robert in his house. And she's just like, oh, really? Oh, really? Tell me more. Tell me more about how it's disrespectful to bring your bastard child to Robert's home. Let me tell you about your friend, Robert. She really was just like, I already know that Robert, they say Robert has like 30 kids. That's being generous. So, and what? And he starts going off. He's like, well, you, yeah, he, that's yeah, different. that's different. And also, let me tell you, they're not at court. And you know why? Because Cersei said they can't stay in her house. And Cash just like, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that cool for me too? And that's where we're at. And that's where we're at. And again, I think it's messed up on both parts, but it's more messed up on his part because she's angry at information she does not have. She does not have the information because without a doubt, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that if she knew the truth, she would, she would be this angry towards, because here's the thing. She's, she's angry because of a history of things. There's a history in Westeros of bastard sons growing up raising armies and maybe killing their true-born mm-hmm. brothers. Yeah, but that's not a thing that... Now, we know that John's nature isn't like that, but she don't know that. And here, who's to say that the, the brothers in those sense, like instances were, were not like that? No. So she's very afraid because, again, this world is wild and people murder just for fun. But she's worried about her legacy. And, she, and that makes sense. You think she's worried about her legacy? I mean, she's worried about her legacy, but she's worried about her kid, too. Like, she don't want her son to be killed. No, I understand that, but that's also legacy. It is, but it's her child. Yeah. I feel like I agree. It's, it's, yeah. It's, to me, it's one in the same. Yeah. They, they, she feels very strongly yeah. about this because it's yeah. something that protects her. Like she's insulated yeah. because I've provided children, specifically yes. I've provided sons. Yes. And as long as these sons are safe, yeah. I should be safe as well. Like my yeah. position is yeah. secure. And if it's, and that's great, but if something gets in the way of that, like your bastard. Yeah. 
that's going to be real rough. Like, yeah, and like you're raising him so, exactly so, the same. So He's going to know everything. Take him. Yeah. Please take him. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Um. To which? To which then Lewin goes. The dusty maester, <laughs> reaching into his nasty pockets. Hey, you know what I heard? Which that's wild because he just randomly is like, "Hey, I recall a conversation I had yesterday with Ben." Like that's not comfortable. You can't. It talk was the same ben. night. It was the same night. He's like, "I talked to Ben." Benjamin? Yeah, I talked to Ben, and he was telling me <laughs> how John has been speaking highly of wanting to join the Night's Watch. Light bulb. What? Cat is silent, by the way. She's just like, I'm going to let them sort it out because this is a blessing. She's like, I can't say shit because if I do, I'm in trouble. But if Dull Ned can figure this out on his own, she I said, might be free. Praise the seven. Praise the seven. Not those dusty old gods. The seven, because that's where I pray my she shed for the seven. But Lewin, so this is the other thing that leads me to believe that yeah. the, the maesters just have so much urgency and pull in the things that they do in these but great what, houses. But what would he, what would he gain what from sending John away? Boy, howdy. Plot? He don't know it yet, but yeah. he makes it very spicy in that house. Because, I mean, at this point, Ned has to make a hard choice yeah. between the way that he feels about his wife, yeah. the way that he feels about his best friend, mm -hmm. whether or not he would be willing to circumvent that mm -hmm. to bring John with him. Because yeah. that could have been a thing. He could have put his foot down and been like, well, that's silly. He's still, you know, a kid. Well, you know why he can't have John around Robert. Well, obviously, we know that. But I think I think the real the real joke is him being like, well, shoot, I can, I can, I'll deal with this. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to John mm -hmm. myself. And that's what he does. Question. What is that relationship like? Because we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about when he makes Cat basically regent for Rob mm -hmm. in his stead. He says, Rob is nearly a man grown, so he's going to need your help and he's not really ready, blah, 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 but all this stuff. I'm going to leave and he has to be here because there has to be a Stark in Winterfell. But when the idea of John leaving, he starts being like, nah, he's a kid. He's too young. He's a baby. What? Well, duh, because that goes against his his code of ethics. So like in his head, he's like, well, it makes sense for Rob because duh, Rob will be fine. For John, I have this thing that I've already said that I promised that I would do. Mm -hmm. And that's something oh, so that he's, think he's holding on oh. to so hard that he can't fathom not being in a space where he knows that he can't protect him. So you think that's, that's the Liana thing? That's 100% the Liana stuff. Okay. But he's so stuck right now okay. that he ends up, he makes the hard choice yeah. because it was kind of already made for him. Yeah. And in that case, I, I kind of feel bad for the dude. He didn't have any real yeah. agency in making yeah. this decision. Yeah. All of these things had already been decided for him. Yeah. He's kind of just going along with okay. it. And he doesn't, at this point, have any other choice but to go along with the decisions that are kind of being presented in front of him yeah. because he's already in his head, like, man, there are 20 other things that I need to focus on. Yeah. And if John's not one of them, yeah. that might be a little bit easier. Also, it might be easier if he just goes to the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that's not a problem. And it's not anymore. a problem. That anymore, will never yeah. be a problem anymore. So whatever. But he is that, fine. is that safer? I mean, I guess it's safer than. It's yeah. definitely safer than taking him to but then, King's Landing. But this is the thing. Like, was he truly terrified that Catelyn would hurt John in any way? No. So then why didn't so. he just say she, he's going to stay here? Because I think at that point he had been kind of beaten down, like kind of defeated. Remember, he, like at, at this point, he's already still struggling with everything that Kat had said was in this letter. Yeah. She's dealing with the fact that, hey, guess what? The father figure that I had didn't just 
past. Yeah. He, he was, was murdered. murdered. Yeah. So these are things that he's grappling with on top of having to grapple with. What am I going to do with the parentage of my daughters? What am I doing with my son? Mm -hmm. Jon Snow, unfortunately, has to be another checkbox that yeah. he has to just deal with. Yeah. And when somebody else presented to him the option that, hey, mm -hmm. this could actually already be taken care of. Yeah. And it's not like he doesn't trust Benjen's yeah. uh, uh, counsel. Mm -hmm. He hears Benjen. He's like, man, well, Benjen thinks. Yeah, because yeah, so, so he thinks he'll be safe okay. up there. He thinks he'll be safe because guess what? Benjen's there. So that's just Does another... Does Benjen know? No. No. Nah. You don't think Benjen knows that that's nope. Liana's kid? Nope, definitely not. Because I feel like Benjen would have made a very different case if, if he knew. He would have... He tells him as much that, like, the space isn't really for him. Yeah. But then it's out of his control. Yeah. He can't really make that call. Also, he can't... I, as much as I'd like to think that he, he would, yeah. I feel like he would never even broach the subject matter to tell Ned that he doesn't think that that's the case because it's very different. Also, yeah. he gave he relinquished his his lands and titles. So to him, it's like he still treats him kind of like a brother, but yeah. like that's an afterthought. He's very much so an afterthought. I mean, he never had lands and titles to relinquish. He was well, the... I mean, I guess, but I I'm just saying like so much as in he he was his that's his brother yeah. and he really really has a lot of care yeah. and takes a lot of credence into yeah. the things that he tells him. Yeah. But now he's stuck with this hard decision. Yeah. And instead of that's easy, it's easier for you to say, "Hey, I think I need you to do this." Yeah, and I'm mad at it, but I just do it instead of making the decision yeah. for myself and figuring out, well, what is the harder choice? Yeah. Someone made it for you, so then you can just go back and be like, "Well, y'all told me to do this, yeah. right?" Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay. So, do you think Kat is satisfied with the way things are? I'm not going to say she smirked. I'm not going to say that she winked <laughs> to Maester Lewin. I kind of don't like how incredibly petty both of them have been being. Yeah. This entire chapter. Wait, both of who? Lewin and Cat. Lewin and Cat, because they they bamboozled Ned this whole chapter. I mean, he's but easy to kind he's of very easy to bamboozle, but that's that there. There's a lot of like ping ponging yeah. of, of ideas and ideologies. Yeah. But like, do you think she's wrong? I mean, all of it just comes back from the fact that they didn't talk to each other, yeah. and had they had a couple conversations and a little bit more, like real communication mm -hmm. all of this could have been avoided do you think she's wrong though no no i don't i don't either because in in her head like she's already managed to let go of so much yeah that this thing that she knows that she would just there would just be so much pent-up aggression yeah and anger and resentment that it's just easier to just be like cool out of yeah. sight out of mind i, I would hope to think that, about it anymore. yeah and that's the thing like i would hope that she wouldn't hurt him i still i just don't know what that means because she doesn't say it out loud it wasn't a threat mm-hmm but it was something that she assumed that he should know. And I yeah. just, I'm, I'm chewing on that. I, again, I don't like that she is the way she, like that she feels the way she feels about him. I understand why. And it makes sense for that time. And I don't think that if she knew the truth that she would feel the same. But then I also think like, okay, if they know the truth, would John come before her sons anyway? And I know that Liana was a girl. So for Winterfell, no. But what would that mean for him knowing where he came yeah. from? So Lots maybe maybe Ned thinks about that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that was that boy. That was <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. That was but a lot. it was interesting. It's always wild because coming out of these cat chapters, yeah. I, I always have these like really different reflections of the person that I go in thinking that she is uh -huh. and, and come away feeling so much more different about her than than i had initially thought yeah and in this is just man my heart really goes out to her like all of this sucks and it's a bad situation but boy howdy it's 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 real tough being cat right now right now so 
Awesome. Yeah. I, I wish the best to her. That's it, man. Yeah. So, you know, another wonderful episode down. And I'd just like to, you know, thank everyone for listening. Thank you, guys. Uh, tuning in every week and, and listening to us rant and rave about the women of Westeros. Mm-hmm. But uh, for more antics, you can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. It's like we'd love to hear some feedback from y'all. So if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can go ahead and email us at themaidenvaultpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at maidenvaultpod. Um, so that's it for this week. That's it for this week. We'll catch you guys next week mm-hmm. with Aria. Aria. It's Aria time. So we're going to get some 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 little girl Stark action some in here. Little, some little scrappy do. Some little scrappy do. So we'll catch y'all next week. Yep. See you guys next week. Thanks. Deuces. Thank you.